Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich. And tonight I have an awesome guest that she's been on the show before. Her name's Melanie Clampett. Um, and we had such a great time last time. I really loved speaking with her. And so many people loved our show. I said, let's do this again, Melanie. And she was right on in there. So Melanie Clampett is an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. And she um, also facilitates something called Right Voice for You. And so what we're going to be talking a little bit about tonight, or a lot about, is the big ask. And I actually don't know a lot about that, so I'm really kind of curious about what that is. And I've heard people refer to that. Um, And um, she had a little tagline for me, which I liked, which is about communicating, um, you know, more about how to communicate in the bedroom and beyond, because really if we can communicate in places that are that intimate and we can take that out into our lives, how amazing would that be and what would that create for us? So Melanie, um, she's not only a certified facilitator in uh, Access Consciousness and um, for Right Voice for You, which is also a part of Access Consciousness, she also um, did a lot of energy work in her past um, and She's a model, too. So how lucky are we to have this beautiful, awesome, amazing woman on the show with us today. Thank you for coming. You're so welcome. Wow, what an introduction. You you got it all in there. <laughs> so, well, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be back here with you and, and your listeners. Cool. So, um, you know, when, you, when we were kind of chatting about creating this show and I... Um, it's like, what would you like to talk about? And you, you came up with these like awesome ideas, and I thought, you know what, this is really cool. And I actually know very little about. Okay, so maybe I do know about the big ass, but I'm not really like, <laughs> ever really played with. It. I'm not going to fake like I don't know because I, I just am not aware right in this ten seconds what that means. Um, but the energy behind it, I was like, I like it, so let's do it. So can you tell me <laughs> to you what the big ask is? Well, for me, you know, the big ask was a little more general. It's it's like the thing that maybe you've always been, you know, curious about trying. And if we're talking about, you know, being in the bedroom specifically, it's like the one thing, you know, that you secretly would like to do, but you wouldn't, you are, you know, it's a really vulnerable thing to actually ask for. Like, it would actually be a, a big, you know, a big ask. Yeah. in your universe. So it could, for some people, it could be like, let's do it doggies. Can we, you know, can we please try doggy style for someone who maybe has only been, you know, kind of playing really traditionally. And for, you know, someone else, it could be, you know, including toys, um, you know, in their playtime. It really just depends on the person. 
Yeah, I get that. I know in uh, in my life, like as I was growing up as a teen and um, kind of experimenting and playing with people, one of um, the things for me was, and I was speaking on Imperfect Brilliance today about this a little bit, is like growing up, I, I was like a person, I, I discovered my body very young and I loved um, you know, exploring my own body, and I remember doing it at, like, the age of four. And so for me, as I grew up, I, I would never tell other women that I masturbated until I was, like, 27 years old. It was, like, coming out of the closet and going, oh, my God, I masturbate. And other women were like, oh, my God, so do I. I'm like, wow, we're really, like, <laughs> I was really hiding this, like, reality that, you know, probably 70 to 90% of the women are choosing, maybe more, because... <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, you know, 95%. So it's really funny that, like, growing up and as a teen, um, like one time that I got really vulnerable, I remember saying to um, my boyfriend at the time, you know, is it okay if I masturbate in front of you? And it was, like, the happiest day of his life. You know? So it was, like, well, it was, like, yeah. huge for me, but it was so cool for him. So uh, that that would have been a big ask. That was a huge ask for me. And then after that, it was like, oh, I can do that again. Now what else can I do? If I can do <laughs> exactly. that, what else can I do? So it was very freeing. It really, you know, I think making your first big ask is, is like an entry drug, you know, to really, you know, being a lot more playful um, and spicing things up and, and just being curious and exploring sexually. Mm-hmm. And for for people who you know, maybe find themselves uh, or would refer to themselves as asexual or anorgasmic, you know, it would be even, um, you know, just even willing to touch your own body and not necessarily have to touch your genitals, but, like, would you be willing to touch your own body and see if that's fun for you? Uh, I know I know quite a few people who would call themselves asexual, so it's like, okay, so it's what if it's not about copulation and you can just enjoy your body? And would that be a big right, ask? Exactly. Ask own body, hey, can I touch you? Wow, that was a huge ask, just asking your own body. It's true. And, and, you know, I was, you know, sitting here before the show, you know, thinking about this topic also and going, hi, huh, I wonder where we'll go with this. Because, you know, you never really know. You know, we're yeah. we're following the energy and we're never quite sure. But it's like, you know, what is the big ask that we're not even asking ourselves? Yeah. So if you ask a lot of people, like, well, if you could ask your partner anything and you knew you wouldn't judge them, they wouldn't judge you, and they'd be totally open to exploring it, what would it be? And I think for a lot of women, and for me, this is, you know, true for a long time, and it is still true to some degree. It's like, huh, what would actually, what would actually be fun for me to explore? It's like so many of us don't even stop and ask ourselves the question. Yeah, and. For when the people do ask that, it's to be vulnerable enough to even say, that doesn't work for me, instead of doing the lack of communication thing of, well, they like it, so I'll do it because I don't want to lose them. Right. That is definitely a piece. That is definitely a piece. It's like I wrote down kind of, you know, five key things that I think are really, really helpful for making the big ask. And just generally having, you know, open lines of communication in the bedroom because it can, I think it's one of the most vulnerable places. 
And for some people, it wouldn't be. I'm, I'm one of those people where, where it is vulnerable, you know, depending on the person often that I'm with. But um, so one of the things I wrote down was don't take anything personally. Yeah. That's right. it's, it's, it's such a huge one. So it's like if you do ask your partner for something and it's not something that they're actually comfortable with and that they're not actually open to exploring, what if it what if they aren't making you wrong? What if you don't have to take their answer personally? What if you could actually, you know, be the space of allowance with them? And that's another one on my list. That's number two is what if everything can just be an interesting point of view in the bedroom? Wouldn't that be awesome? So, and it can be. Oh my God, it would be. It would be amazing if everything you asked for, everything your partner asked for, everything they said yes to, everything they, they said no thank you to, what if it was just an interesting point of view? We don't have to shrivel up and die and contract because they said that doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, not at all. Not and at they're all. honoring them. So, how great is it that you can be in a space where a person would be willing to honor them in that ten seconds? And you know, maybe the next time it's different for them. And you can, if you're willing to ask again. And what if it's not about just asking once, but asking when it feels light for you? It's not like counting mm-hmm. them every five yeah. seconds. But will you do anal with me? Will you do anal with me? Like, that could get annoying. (laughs) You know, it can get annoying, and it could also, you know, start to shut down your partner if you're not actually listening to what it is that works for them in that moment and what doesn't. So it's, it's like to... To really be able to make the space for your partner to make, you know, their big ask or a series of them with you and for you to, to be that with them. It's like cultivating a space, you know, where there is gentleness and kindness and not harassing. So I wrote down a few things. I was like, what should you never do in the bedroom when it comes to making a big ask? And a few things I wrote down were um, never laugh at your partner. Never put down or tease or joke about something that they've asked for. Because those are like, that's like anti-exploration and anti-playfulness. Yeah, right? It's, it's, bullying, right? it's in a way, it's kind of like, it's a version of bullying, sort of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. It kind, it kind of is. And, you know, for some people, when they're uncomfortable and they're feeling very vulnerable, sometimes people will make jokes mm-hmm. or they'll laugh. Which, you know, is, is understandable, but when it comes to communication in the bedroom, that it's, I'm not saying never do it, but if you do do it, just know that the partner that you're with, it could shut them down. And it could, it may not create and cultivate, you know, that space of playfulness, curiosity, and exploration that you're, that you might be looking for. So if someone's listening to the call, you know, right now, they might be interested in maybe, you know, adding some things to their sexual and bedroom, living room, bathroom, kitchen, whatever repertoire. <laughs> so I imagine that awesome. they'd be and curious. Table and front lawn and backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, why exclude why, why the outdoors exactly? I have no idea. The cultivating that Oh, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Can you do oh, you, you hear an echo at all? Yeah, I'm getting you where sometimes I have to like wait a minute to hear you. So are you still okay. getting the echo in on my end? I think we're gonna change that on break. 
Okay, cool. No, I just get it on my own. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, Thank yeah, you. It's, it's like, yeah, why not include the outdoors? And if that's your big ask to say, can we play outside? You know, what if that would be fun? Because bodies love nature, and what if you can include that, you know? And so what is, like, what is the big ask for people? We're just going to keep on repeating that every once in a while because, there's probably a lot of people who have shut that down for so long they don't even remember they had a big ask. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, what what is your big ask? You know, what what is it? And and are you willing, even if you're not ready to actually ask your partner or ask somebody that you're playing with, like, are you willing to just ask yourself? Yeah. And just you know begin to create that space, you know, with you. Um, it's something that the more I've been doing this show, the more I've become aware that all these things that I'm talking with with people or even when I'm just doing the show on my own, that when it comes down to it, it all begins with ourselves. It's like if we're willing to receive our own bodies, how much more can we receive from others? If we're willing to be present with us, how much more can we be that with others? And it's like every show seems to create new tools and awarenesses and like these questions that you came up with today um, are awesome. So can you share a couple more with us? Let's see. Yeah, the five, my my little five bullet points. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, don't take anything personally. Um, have interesting point of view about everything. Um, don't judge your ask. Yeah, like that. What I've noticed... Right. Don't judge your own ask. It's like if you already have a point of view that you're a pervert because you want to try this and you ask your partner, they're going to pick up on all your points of view and your own judgments. And what I've noticed is that when people have you know, made their big asks with me as their sexual partner, when they don't have a point of view about it, when they don't judge it, when they don't judge their own ask, it creates a lot more ease in my world as well. Yeah. So, so then you are with another. If, if you are with somebody who um, is, has got a lot of judgment about their big ask, what mm-hmm. you, is that where you can be interesting point of view to be the space to allow them to have less judgment of them? So what energy space? You can. Is, I mean. Yeah, the yeah. lover for the person who's doing the big ask. Right. Well, remembering that if someone is, you know, if someone is asking you, remember that, you know, one, not judging them is going to be really huge because it's it's not an easy thing for them to be asking, right? And, you know, one of the other bullet points is vulnerability, which we talked about the last time I was on the show. Yeah, that was right? really good. Really? And listen to that in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's like really just dropping your barriers and receiving everything, everything that they're telling you, right? Receiving the awkwardness that might be there and maybe even emotion that might come up because they have been judged for it in the past with other partners, right? There, There's so much, you know, there's so much healing that can actually you know, be possible when we are a space for people to actually be able to communicate with us and ask us, ask us, and 
you know, allow us to be in that vulnerable space with them. And you, you might be the first person that they've ever actually trusted enough to be there. So, yeah, what energy, space, and consciousness can you be, you know, to be a kind and generous and vulnerable lover with total ease? Cool. So let's perceive that energy while we go to break. Beautiful. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The BARS is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today I have a very fun and special guest, She's Melanie Clampett, and she's been on the show before. So if you like this program, go back in the archives and listen to the one that we did on receiving more in sex and life. It was really great. It was, it was a lot of tools for vulnerability and receiving more in sex and life. So today we're talking about the big ask, uh, willing to be, you know, I wrote it as, um, do you ever shut up and shut off in the bedroom? Because for me, it's like wherever I shut up and don't choose to to say or be the energy of what I would really desire and like to choose um, is where I shut me off. So um, when I was looking at the communicating that you were writing about, Melanie, it was like, yeah, so we use words and how many other ways do we communicate that we could communicate the big ask? Um, yeah. Exactly. If you're and with somebody who speaks a totally different language, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Well, and you know, sometimes, you know, for so many people, you know, you know, words aren't our first language. It's actually energy. You know, energy for a lot of us is our first language. And I've noticed, you know, mm-hmm. being a, being, knowing what it is that I would like and being willing to be present enough with my own body, sometimes I can just, you know, guide, guide my partner with a look or, you know, just move them where I would like them to be or reposition myself and just kind of, you know, flow the energy different. And it's amazing how many times, you know, someone will pick up on that energy and do exactly what you'd like. So, yes, it isn't always communication and making the big ask with words. Yeah, it's um, it's funny, right? Because there's so many times where we might go, oh, you know, for me, a lot of times I've had in the past where you know, it's in, in the middle of copulation or something, you're like, oh, if they would just move a little to the right. And if you actually are yeah. willing to move your body a little to the right, then it's like, whoa, look at that. And, and you there can receive is. more. And it's like, <laughs> oh, well, I could actually communicate with my own body and kind of move too, right? So, Exactly. Um, if the well, big ask you know, for you I, is is vul- is like really that vulnerable to not even say, can you move a little to the right? You know, what can you do and be that would actually create that for you in in a different way, other than using um, verbal communication? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I loved it. You know, Melissa, when when you added, do you shut up and shut down in the bedroom? And one of the things that I became aware of with myself was that I'm I'm pretty amazing at knowing what it is that other people would like. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty amazing kind of going into their world and tapping into, you know, and if we're talking about the bedroom, what it is that they like sexually. And what I'd noticed that I had been doing was I was excluding myself. It was like I was taking a back seat so that I could become the sexual fantasy for someone else. Right, I so know that story so well. Yeah. <laughs> did we did we co-create and, that story? <laughs> well, so I, I don't know. I have sneaking suspicion that we are not the only one. Yeah, you think? Because, <laughs> because so much of sex in this reality is based on fantasy. You know, yeah. it's it's there's so much, and I'm not talking about you know putting on a French maid costume and playing around. That's not what I mean by fantasy. What I mean is not actually being vulnerable and present and with what your body is like, but sort of living out a fantasy of what you think sex does look like where it's really based on judgment. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that um, clarification on the different kind. you know, the fantasy that we're talking about compared to fantasizing or playing different roles. Playing different yeah. roles is a little different than living in a fantasy world where you're not choosing to be present. Right, exactly. You know, for me, you know, becoming whoever that person required in front of me or with me or under me or whatever, <laughs> becoming that energy for them and excluding myself, you know, it it didn't leave space for me to actually know what I would like to ask for. And it felt kind of lonely and isolating. So I wonder how many people don't actually make the big ask because maybe they aren't actually including themselves, you know, in the copulation and in the sexual time. Yeah, so what would it look like to actually step into the copulation and the play 
instead of removing yourself to become the object of play? You know, I think first it's really a choice. It's mm-hmm. first thing, becoming aware that you're not totally present. Because for a long time, I really thought I was totally present during sex. And then one day I was like, wow, who, nobody, like, who is here? It isn't actually me. And I was yeah. like, huh. So just that awareness first that that you're not totally present and that you're not totally in and with your body during sex, you know, begins it. And then even just asking the question, what will it take for me to be present It like during sex and everywhere else in my life? At least that's where I took it. Because I noticed when I could be more present in sex, I'm more present in every other area of my life. Yeah, I relate to that really a lot. For me, um, a lot of ways that I completely shut off so many aspects of my life, including um, money and including expanding my business, like so many things I was cutting off um, when I cut off copulation and sexualness, like both of those. So it was uh, way more fun when I started to include me in the whole equation. It's like, wow, I just like excluded me and I thought that maybe my life would grow, but I wasn't even there. It's like if I were the seed of my life and I planted it in a pot, you know, I was watering this, but for some reason I forgot to actually put the seed in that pot and I was just watering it going, (laughs) why isn't this thing growing? I don't understand. You're like, there's this really beautiful fake flower in this pot. Why is there no scent? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> it certainly looks beautiful. Yeah. Right? And and how many people think that that's all that's required to have a beautiful sexual relationship with someone? Think right? And how be... much in this reality is, you know, more of the beautiful artificial flower. So often that, yeah, and and everything that we don't even see as beautiful in our being, um, we just mm-hmm. it's like yeah, stepping out of that is so funny, and then mm-hmm. stepping into it. So, and I wonder what what it would really take, you know, to begin to change this. And I think it begins with you know each one of us, you know, choosing to show up, choosing to be there, choosing to be in our own skin. And being with it totally different. And so, yeah, being in our own skin. Um, today I was speaking with you and it was like perceiving our bodies and then I was perceiving um, the lightness of being that our bodies um, are. And that mm-hmm. I've often created my body as really solid and then I would create copulation as also really solid and everything else was really solid and really dense. So, like, choosing to perceive it as more of, like, for me, it was like this liquid energy that has, it's totally mutable, it's, you know, flows with ease. It's like, as soon as I try and create it as solid is where I start to create or solidify everything in my life to think that that's what's real, that's where I start to mess everything up. Yes, and you know, it's interesting, one of the things I was thinking of, and one of the ways I think that we go from what could be liquid into making it more solid are the often the judgments that we have about our own bodies, you know, mm-hmm. about getting sex perfect, right? It's like, what if we could invite ourselves to be imperfect in the bedroom? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it's like, are you willing it. to just totally mm-hmm. stink in the bedroom? <laughs> to totally yeah, suck. Exactly. And we're not talking like body parts, but just are you willing to just <laughs> be awful in the bedroom? <laughs> totally awful. Yeah. And not it's, turn I mean, people so on. Much of us, right. And so many of us in in so many areas of our lives, including the bedroom perfection, is mm-hmm. such a killer. A killer of projects that we create. You know, a killer of that liquid, delicious yumminess that we have in the bedroom. Yeah. Right? It's like, what if we could let go of the perfectionism that we have? And, and all the places where we're like, yeah, I'm so awesome at this. I should wear a crown for blowjobs because I'm so good at them. Like, what if we don't have to wear these <laughs> crowns anymore? Because I could, but I'm not going to. So... But yeah, what if, what if we what if we were just really willing to just not perfect? And what if that in itself is yeah. just who we be? It's like wow. Well, and and it creates such this beautiful space for your partner also, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, you don't have to be perfect here. If you don't have an erection right now, it is okay. Like, if you lose your erection halfway, it is okay. What? How can we just keep going and enjoying our bodies? Mm-hmm. Like we can. Imperfect. We can allow whatever to show up, to show up, be with it, be curious and playful. It's like, so often I think that curiosity and play is something that's very much excluded from the bedroom for a lot of people. It is. It's all those manuals we've read about how to do the Kama Sutra and everything else that gives you the perfect position to get the perfect orgasm. It's like really... Yeah, and I think I would make really kills the energy of us being vulnerable and making the big ask or um, just having that generative energy that's possible in the bedroom is is the thoughts that are going on in our head, like, am I going to be able to come? Can I have an orgasm? If I don't have an orgasm, is he going to feel like he didn't do a good job? Oh, my God, if I lose my erection, is she going to be disappointed? Will she think I'm less than a man? Yeah, there's a lot of judgment that creates that that judgment of perfection. Oh, it's so ugly. It's like even talking about it, it's like, I don't like it. Uh, how about if we talk more about that when we come back from break? Great. Thank you, Lisa. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. 
the bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and today I have a wonderful, awesome, beautiful guest, Melanie Clampett on, and we are talking about the big ask. Did you guys hear the K there? Yeah, ask. So we could talk about the big ask. That's a whole other show. So, we were talking before the break about perfection and how it can kill an erection. So do you like that rhyme? Among like, other things. I, was I like it. <laughs> How perfection <laughs> kills an erection. <laughs> that could be a whole show. Right okay, there. let's do it, Mel. Right there. <laughs> so, so it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Like I know I, I so many times had like perfectionist ideas about, oh, you know, my body should look like this or be like this or act like this, and definitely it shouldn't make certain noises. Um, and because <laughs> you know some of those are pretty gooey sounding, but. It's like I would, and I would get like embarrassed by all of that and shut off. And so what if all of that is is essentially part of the yumminess of who we truly be? And if we don't judge it, we can show up as more of who we be and just step into that in the bedroom, just like, you know, the super... And I just keep it getting images of tigers, like super sexy tigers in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, tigers. are you willing to be the super sexy tiger though you truly be? That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at a tiger, right, and the, the tiger and how big cats and all cats, how they walk, mm-hmm. right? It's like when they're walking, they are strutting. Every little all piece the of their body is moving, mm-hmm. right? They are very sensual when they walk. Do they ever have the point of view they need to get it perfect. No, and they don't shut it off. (laughs) No, or they're like, whatever I do is perfect. Mm -hmm. However I show up is perfect for Mm -hmm. right now. And do they ever, would a tiger ever apologize for anything? Yeah, I doubt that. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, I don't think so. I don't think think a tiger would apologize for it. A tiger would be an absolute hedonist. Oh, yeah. Hi, a tiger. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Watch my thighs as they move, my my hind legs, because you know what? I can walk like this, and you guys can all know how potent I am. They're such potent animals. They are, and you know, there's nothing more sexy than someone who is truly being them without apology. Mm-hmm. 
there's something so sexy. It doesn't matter what your body type is, what you look like. If you're worried about how big or how small your breasts are, your size, your stomach or whatever, whether you're worried about a receding hairline or a beer belly or whatever is going on. Like, if you are really being you and not judging you, mm-hmm. that is one of the most sexiest things. Like, how many of our, how many people are attracted to what they call, like, the bad girl or the bad boy? Like, one of the qualities to that energy of a bad girl or a bad boy is they're not apologizing for anything. They're like, take me as I am. Or don't take Tat- me. Right. Tattoos and motorcycle and all. Take it. <laughs> And take it on a date yeah. and pay for the date, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, that that confidence, that confidence in the bedroom. And I think a big piece of that, again, comes, you know, from letting everything be an interesting point of view and from, from not judging you, right? Because if, so, yeah. if you don't have a point of view, it's like, what if your body doesn't have a point of view? What if your body just likes what it likes? And it likes all kinds of things. And it likes things, you know, things to be juicy. And it likes all the kinds of sounds. What if your body doesn't have a point of view? What if it's you, the being, that actually has the point of view? Mm-hmm. And would you be willing, right, to drop and let go of those points of view? Because where's the perfection coming from, really? Like, perfection's yeah, coming from comparing ourselves. Well, who does it belong to? But it's also a comparison to mm-hmm. what has become, you know, standard and accepted in our society. And who made up those rules in the first place? I don't know. I'd like so to like find them, though. <laughs> it's like, well, hey, can cool we break all it? those rules you made just all at once uh, and just change the entire world? Let's get the paper that has all the rules on it and just go with burn that and just destroy all those rules. But, you know what I think is interesting? I have a feeling that there is no rule book. I have it's a sense. funny. <laughs> that, it, that it's us buying into the rules and perpetuating them that actually continues to recreate it and passes it along. So, cool, so what we don't have to like find the guy who wrote different? them. We don't. Yeah, we don't we have to don't. find the guy who wrote the rule book and ask him to change the rules for us. We Can we change them on our own? Can we just choose different? We can, I, am, I am taking out my magic wand right now, and I am Wicked. giving <laughs> everyone permission. You have now permission to create your own rules in and out of the bedroom. Thanks, Melanie. <laughs> that was awesome. You're so welcome. <laughs> Woo. I felt that. I felt the magic stardust landing on me. Woo-hoo. And I choose it my rules. Works. No rules. I got no rules in my bedroom. That was easy. You know, all those years of therapy. What if we didn't require rules in the bedroom? What if we just required total choice in the bedroom? Right, because that's really different. It doesn't mean you have to be willing to do everything. But total choice you, in the bedroom at all total times. Total choice in the bedroom at all times. Yeah. So for men, guess what? You're allowed to say no to a woman even if she puts her breasts in your face. And to women, you're allowed yeah. to say no to a man even though he has an erection and it's okay. You're allowed to say yes. You're allowed. You're just allowed. Yeah, it's all choice. Absolutely. Can you're allowed to say yes, you're allowed to say no, and you're allowed to do a lot of other things. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. I was also looking at a couple of words um, when I was thinking about this show, and I think one of the reasons why people don't ask for some of the things their body would really enjoy in the bedroom 
is that they're not wanting to be judged as a deviant or a pervert. True, so right? true. So can you I actually tell us looked a bit up about that word. Yes, cool. I can. Because I've been looking at this, you know, for myself in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. So a deviant. So how many of you listening have been avoiding being a sexual deviant? Mm. So according to what deviant is in the Webster's Dictionary on the Internet, is a deviant is differing from the norm or the form of accepted standards of society. It's one that differs from the norm, especially a person whose behavior and attitudes differ from accepted social standards. So that is actually a deviant. Okay, so somebody who is not in the social norm. Someone who deviates or chooses something different from the norm and what's accepted by society. Yeah, and the funny thing about society is that every single being in that society uh, is deviant because not any single one of us, it's like we've all, you know, just those two people who bought the same standard created some kind of reality that we all went, oh, they're reality, oh, okay, that's what's real. So how many of us in in this society social norm that we think we're trying to create. If we all just stepped out of the social norm, that thing would be destroyed. It wouldn't even exist anymore, and we can all just be and not judge each other from it. But, yeah. you know? And and it's so interesting. It's, you know, it'll be different from someone who's from a different part of the world. There'll be a, a whole different set of what people call normal. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, you're, like you were saying, there really isn't anyone that totally fits into what people have decided is normal. And for like, for example, in the United States, there's there's still so many um, Puritan ideas that just go back, you know, hundreds of years. And that yeah, there are aren't there, still, there's, there's still who, states where sodomy is against the law, right? Correct. Yeah. Right, going down on a woman. Like oral sex is against, against the law, law. too? That's the, the written law in, in some states. And it's like, but there's an, like, what if we're aware energetically and we're aware of of these unspoken and sometimes unwritten social norms, yet that really don't exist, but we're still functioning from. So I would like to invite all the listeners, like, to just let go of all of those social norms and the standards um, that they're trying not to deviate from to make sure that they're not a deviant. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to invite anyone who would like to to just let all of those go now and just return them to cinder and just destroy and uncreate them. And what would it be like to just be in total choice and not be concerned with what other people have decided is right or wrong or good or bad about what feels good to your body? And that it can change, right? So there are times where one thing feels good and then another time where you might go, hmm, um, something else would feel good. So also, you know, allowing the person that you're with to know that, you know, today, um, today I prefer not to have you gift me oral sex. Just for today, I'm feeling a little off, but what I would like is this. 
that communication in the bedroom so that they don't feel rejected for what they're asking for, or even that it shuts off any future possibilities of receiving that. Um, for me, I yes. actually did that exactly. quite a lot. I would be like, no, I felt like, you know, everything about my genitals were just, just revolting. Why would any man even think of putting his face there? It was like beyond my belief that anybody would choose that. And then the more I could actually allow um, myself to receive that, I could then, then I was in choice. I could be saying then, yeah, I can choose that or not today, maybe tomorrow. So there was a lot of um there was a lot of that where I where I judged my body and so I would cut off cut off choosing or even asking in the future cuz I felt like well well I've already said no 500 times so I'm not going to ask for it this time even though today I feel okay about it. Yeah. Hmm. That's great. So that's a good point. Yeah. So, um, Melanie, um, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the five um, things that you'd written down, and I'd like you to just go through them for the people who maybe joined us late. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Great, thank you. So, the the five kind of points that I came up with with making the big ask is, one, don't take anything personally. Two have everything just be an interesting point of view, right? Everything that happens, what what's being asked of you or what you're asking, what happens when you get started, and from that point forward, what if it all could just be an interesting point of view? The third is don't judge your ask or your partner's <laughs> ask. <laughs> I love that one. It's great. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it creates such a level of ease for the person you're asking and vice versa, right? Yeah. And uh, four, get vulnerable. Drop your barriers and just be willing to receive whatever is there as an interesting point of view, right? But get vulnerable. And then the fifth one is get curious. What does feel good to you that maybe you've never considered before? What would your body enjoy that you have that, you know, maybe has been in the back of your imagination or you've never considered? But get curious. And start exploring. Yeah, I think curiosity is one of those um, things that really adds to the fun. Where when we shut off the curiosity, even if it's like um, there's certain components to that that are really cool, right? And it's like if we eliminate one of those, it's almost like something's missing. So, um, you know, not judging the other person's big ask or your big ask, or and it's like. If you kind of eliminate that, they really and it's all like, go together. They really do all go together. So, you know, if if you are with somebody, or if you're not with somebody, uh, if you have a lover, if you have many lovers, if you don't have any lovers, how can we relate these tools to for people who are not in relationship right now, and they can use these for themselves? Well, I mean, I think every single one of them applies to someone with a lover or someone with themselves. Mm-hmm. I think every single one. Don't take anything personally. Like, yeah, even, even if, even with yourself. I mean, how many times do we take ourselves so seriously and we make everything so significant? Oh, right? 90, 92% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so much. And what if... 
what if it's everything that you do with yourself is just an interesting point of view? I mean, that really, you know, goes together. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. what if you didn't judge what you'd like to ask of you? What if you didn't judge yourself as a deviant, you know, because of some of the things you'd like to try for yourself? Maybe you have, you know, some sort of secret fantasy about an area of your body you'd like to play with, and you're judging you for that. What if you didn't? Mm-hmm. You know, get vul- get vulnerable with you. Receive yourself. What if you dropped your own barriers and you put your own hands on your body and you received your own touch and you allowed yourself to be sensitive to your own touch? And what if you got curious about the different things you could do with your body? So I think it definitely can apply, you know, both ways. And and again, what if you don't have to get it right or get it perfect even with you? Yeah, not great. <laughs> I laugh it because really I know that there's been times where I've tried to get it perfect with me, and it's pretty funny and very frustrating. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, five and a half hours later, geez, I just need to go to work. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, trying to get that perfect orgasm is really cute. <laughs> not so fun. Yes. And, and being so and and being trying to trying to be perfect for everyone. We talked about that perfection and how communication isn't always verbal. And oh, there's exactly. so many parts of the show that I I know I'm going to listen to it again. I know before um, when you were talking about deviant, you also mentioned pervert. And did you get the meaning of that also perverted. in the dictionary? I did. I did. I looked up the same dictionary. Um, perverted. Um, deviating from what is considered right and correct. Turned from what what is considered right and true. So again, you know, it's again that same thing. Someone somewhere decided what was right and perfect and true and correct. Mm-hmm. And then when you deviate from that or you do something different than that, then that is perverting something. Cool. <laughs> I yeah, think it's like, more wow. of being a pervert, in fact. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wow, I'm such a deviant, perverted person. I know, that's because what I like. Yeah. I don't follow the rules. <laughs> And what's interesting about you know, about that is that it doesn't mean you have to go out and do things that are super crazy and wild. Like, I don't have to go into bondage just because I'm willing to be deviant. Because for me, you know, it can be something totally different. It's mm-hmm. just anything that I've chosen to do that is different from the norm or what's accepted in society or considered right and correct. So for some people, anything outside of the missionary position just for procreation is going to be deviating. Absolutely. The mm. chances of them listening to this show are slim to none, but yes, for all the They are. Well, I, I hope they're... <laughs> <laughs> they'll bring a little bit of, you know, a little extra something into their um, to this universe world. Wouldn't exactly. that be fun? How many perverted yeah. and deviant right. Mennonites are out there that just want to have sex on the side, you know, sideways sex, or actually receive oral sex for the first time. And you know, and uh, I wonder how many people actually in general society have never received oral sex. I know. It's or probably that is, it's going to be a big ask for someone. 
So, you know, the other little piece, just because, you know, we've talked so much about communication in the bedroom, and I found that this is such a huge, has been a huge key in, for me in communication, is that I never tell somebody they're doing something wrong, and I never tell someone I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I use different words. I'll say, how about we try this? How about we do it this way? Cool. And it's a lot, it's a lot more palatable and it's a lot easier to to receive when someone is making a big ask in that vulnerable space. So, Melanie, we have about two minutes and 30 seconds until we're done and I'd like you to um, just let people know when, um, how to contact you and when your next classes are because Melanie does Right Voice for You classes and is a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness so she offers a lot of different classes. Um, and maybe even classes we don't post it. <laughs> so, yes, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just about to head to Costa Rica um, for the seven days, so I haven't posted any classes, but I will be posting classes um, in two places. Um, one is my personal website, which is Ignite Inspired Living, um, igniteinspiredliving.com. And then there's also accessconsciousness.com, where I'm listed as a facilitator um, there as well. Um, but yes, I do, you know, um, five day events with Access Core classes. I'm a Right Voice for You certified um, intro facilitator, so I do classes up to four hours. We bring people up on stage, and we use these incredible tools of Access and Right Voice for You to step up, step out, and be the vulnerable you and allow your brilliance to shine in front of and with other people, which I awesome. absolutely love facilitating those classes. Um, but those are the two websites you can reach me at, um, and my contact information is there as well. You can also friend Melanie on Facebook, um, Melanie Clampett, and yes. she'll be posting her classes on there too, I'm sure. So, um, yes. And also, yeah, if, if you're looking for sessions with her. So contact her. Cause oh, absolutely. I do. I do a lot of sessions um, via, via Skype. Yeah, um, so I also do sessions via Skype and in person, and I uh, work out of two different offices, one in Toronto and one uh, about two hours away from Toronto in a little town called El Dorado. So for anybody looking um, to have energy work or body work for me, I do body work that aligns the spine through movement and re-facilitating uh, the body through different movement techniques. Um, you can find me at www.melitajelinek.com. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melitza Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.